Hi, and welcome to the Different States of Mind podcast with your hosts, Kara Brown and Katie Afey. Alrighty, hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are coming to you once again from two separate states. Yes, we're still Missouri-Maryland action, but Kara mm-hmm. is in a different city in Missouri than she was last week. Where are you now, Kara? <laughs> Yes, I ventured back up to Mizzou, where I will be staying until nearly Christmas. I'm leaving, I think, December 22nd, so I'll be here for a couple more weeks. But I had to come back for work, so I'm here at a very empty campus. Yeah, how has campus been? I've been talking to one of our other friends who came back. And he thinks that there's a lot of people here. I don't, I feel like maybe more people that like live in apartments came back, but I walked into North the other day, which is our um, hall that we live in on campus. And it was so quiet. I was so like uncomfortable. It was very eerie. Um, It's been nice for parking. And um, finding seats at, like, the different places around campus. There's not, you're not fighting anybody for a seat, which is nice. Yeah, I would definitely guess that more people that live in apartments because they're paying rent. I mean, we're paying technically rent for the dorm to live in. But I don't know. I feel like it's more appealing to go back to an apartment than to the four walls of your dorm. <laughs> yeah, especially the everything on campus is super limited right now and the hours on everything is super limited. So it's just kind of a struggle, I think, for the people who came back to campus. But something else that happened this week that we did want to touch on for a little bit, um, Spotify and Apple Music just released their 2020 wrap showing you your top songs of the year and your top artist of the year and we just wanted to talk a little bit about ours because we had a couple of similar names but very different breakdowns yeah Uh, But were you surprised by anybody who's in your top five artists? I was surprised, I'd say, by the bottom two. I really didn't know who the other two of mine were going to be. I was 1,000% positive what my top three were going to be, um, but I Mm -hmm. didn't really have a clue. I'm going to work backwards. I'll go from my fifth to my number one. Really got to build up to this moment. Um, So in fifth place was Luke Combs. This one really surprised me. Listened to him for 17 hours, apparently. But I saw him in February of 2020, so I was listening to him a lot around that time. Um, And then it was Casey Musgraves. Love her. I was really proud to see that she made my top five. Um, (laughs) Then in third place, it was One Direction Um, at 42 hours. I am still listening to One Direction. And then in second place was actually Harry Styles. Um... At 43 hours. So I love that <laughs> Harry wasn't that far off from One Direction. And then my number one artist of the year was the queen herself, Miss Taylor Swift, um, at 106 hours. And I would love to note, I really didn't start listening to Taylor Swift a lot until August of this year. 
<laughs> so, but it makes sense because out of all of my top 10 songs, seven of them were from folklore. <laughs> and then the eighth one was a different Taylor Swift song. I didn't realize I listened to her that much, but <laughs> apparently I really like Taylor Swift. Yeah, I wanted, so I was thinking about this. I did the math to see how much I listened to Spotify, like for the whole year, all the music I listened, which Spotify did does say that their wrapped is from January 1st to October 31st. So I feel like the numbers are really skewed um, because nothing I listen to in November like counts yeah. towards it. But I listen to like 82 hours of music total. So I listen to like 30 hours less of total music than you listen to just Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's a little crazy to me. Yeah, I'm concerned for you. What were your top five artists? So I was not surprised at all by my top five artists. I was a little surprised at the order, but not anything crazy. Um, so in fifth place was Dua Lipa, who I, I love Dua Lipa, and I listened to her a lot, but I definitely knew she wasn't going to break top three. Um, in fourth place was Taylor Swift, who I really thought was pushing it for first place. I really thought she was going to be in first. I thought Exile was going to be my most listened to song of the year. <laughs> so I was really surprised to find out it wasn't. Um, third place, which I'll be honest, was kind of surprised about this, was Bastille. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Bastille. And I guess I do listen to them quite a bit. I really didn't think they were going to be in front of Taylor Swift. I was like, did I listen to Bastille that much? I guess I did. Um, second place was Harry Styles, mm -hmm. who I thought was going to be first because during quarantine, I just listened to his albums on repeat mm -hmm. while I did my work. And in first place um, was Stray Kids, which is a K-pop group. Mm. And I was surprised that they were my number one. I thought they would be top five pretty easy. Didn't think I listened to them that much, but they did come out with their first album this year. And I know I listened to that a lot when it first dropped. But on the topic of music, um, and specifically my music, let's just get the ball rolling on our topic for this week, um, which just happens to be K-pop. My first question for you is, what do you think the big three of K-pop is? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> no. Uh -huh. um, oh, I have no clue. I would guess maybe, like, the biggest three um, music um, production com companies, like, producers. Yeah, oh. that's actually it. Um, so... There's a lot of different entertainment agencies and companies that, um, oh, it's a very complicated process, but they like audition people 
and then like train them to form K-pop groups. And there's a lot of different agencies that do this, but um, there's three in particular that are kind of known for being the best or like their groups become really popular. And I think a lot of that now has to do with they have a lot of money and exposure Mm -hmm. as opposed to like smaller agencies. Um, So the big three are YG, SM, and JYP, which all of those, it's like the initials of the person who runs the company. They're all technically like ran by one person. Hmm. Um, But obviously they have like a ton of people that work for them. But now that you know that, I want to ask you, this is a multi-part question. All right. So I'm going to ask you what you think the following words mean. So the first word is comeback. Like your comeback. Like, hey, it's a comeback. They made a comeback. This K-pop group, they were down off the deep end. No one was listening to them. And then they dropped this album for their comeback. <laughs> okay. Um, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is when they drop new music, but it's every time that they drop new music. And a lot of times, um, comebacks are like not a full album. Stray Kids got their first full album this summer and they'd released three or four mini albums before that. So a lot of groups release mini albums um, with just like five or six songs on them. And that's their comeback. I don't understand why, like, why would it be their comeback if it's not, like, an actual comeback? I think it's just, like, I mean, they are, they're coming back. From what? From a break. Okay. <laughs> like, they took a break to make new music, and now they're coming back. So the second word is bias. Your bias towards your preferred K-pop group. A bias is, like, the person within each group that is your favorite okay so Uh, your by your bias isn't stray kids but you have a specific boy from stray kids that is your bias yes who is your bias um bang chan okay he'll be mine too okay sounds great (laughs) um and then like people who are like really into k-pop they'll have biases in a lot of different groups Mm -hmm. and then they'll have They'll have their alt bias or ultimate bias, which is like out of all my biases from every group, one is supreme. Wow. Okay. That's really, that's kind of fun. Um, you see, I would think like, okay, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I'm thinking about, (laughs) I was a Nile girl. So Nile was my bias with One Direction, but then also I really liked Five Seconds of Summer and I was a Callum girl, but I would say that Nile was my alt bias (laughs) because I, he was my number one. (laughs) Exactly. You get it. (laughs) Um, so then my next one kind of ties in to the last one. And it's bias wrecker. Bias wrecker? 
-hmm. Okay, this is a fresh face that comes in and just wrecks your old bias. And they become your new bias. They throw your old one out. Oh, oh, wait. Or, because don't, don't K-pop groups, like, don't each members kind of get tossed around? Um, not, what do you mean? <laughs> Someone just comes in and starts shaking them up. No. <laughs> um, like, don't they, or is that, did I, do they get, like, booted? Not, like, on the regular. Okay. They do have very strict rules that they have to follow, so sometimes people do get kicked out or have to leave, but that's not, like, a normal practice. Okay. So I'm going to stick you with my first one, with a new okay. person comes in and becomes your new bias. Okay, so that's close. It's not a new person. It's just, like, if you're watching videos of the group where they come out with new music and there's someone else in the group that's like oh shoot are they my bias now? okay okay respect like, yeah like you your wheels start turning you're like oh I might like someone else in this group better mm -hmm. then that person becomes your bias wrecker and it's like they could be my bias given time mm -hmm. okay so putting this into practice with what I know, mm -hmm. Harry mm -hmm. Styles was my bias wrecker because I was a Niles stan, loved him. But then, you know, after seeing Midnight Memories music video, I'm like, wait a minute, or the story of my life. I'm like, come on now. Is it Harry? But, okay, beautiful. Um, so my bias wrecker for Stray Kids, um, it used to be Felix, and now it is Han. And I know that means nothing to you, but no, it means something it means, to me. I'm just going to do whatever you say. I'll say me too. So my oh. bias record, my my bias was... Bang Chan. Okay, so my bias is Bang Chan, and my mm -hmm. bias record is Felix. Okay. Um, so your next word is matinee. Matinee? Matinee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like the afternoon show. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> Macnay? Mm-hmm. Oh, Macnay. Your favorite song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the Macnay is the youngest member of the group. That's it. That's it's really It's <laughs> just the youngest member of the group is the Macnay. <laughs> Love that they get a name. That's really cute. Appreciate that. Yeah. Is that Korean for just young? Um, it's Korean. I don't know what it. <laughs> I don't know. What it means. Okay. Maybe it means like youngest. So this is your last word, okay. and I'm leaving you off. I'm ending this section on an easier one, and your word is idol. Idol. Mm -hmm. Your favorite group. So an idol is just someone who's in a K-pop group. Oh. They're all known as K-pop idols. And so, like, each of them is an idol. That seems a little bit against the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an American idol, too. Very. You're true. You're very true. Very interesting. Yeah, so that's just, like, what they're called. So, as quick as you can, 
What do you think is the timeline of a K-pop group from like preconception to retirement? Five years. Oh, that's not what I meant. What do you think happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a five-year span. No, I'm joking. Um, well, you said that these big three, um, they get... So I feel like what happens is people go to these big three and they have auditions and then the big three um, look look at them all and decide who's got the best dance moves, who's got the best voice, who needs to be where. And then the group start forming and then I would say they probably practice for like a little bit of time before the big three like put them out there like I feel like when the big three puts them out there they don't want any sort of mistakes they need it to be like very pristine and then once they're put out there um they're gonna be put out with a mini album and then they'll keep releasing mini albums to build a fan base and they need to build a large fan base before they can release their full album um they'll be going on small tours while they are releasing these mini albums and then they'll release their big album, and then maybe they'll, um, with their big album, hopefully they'll be able to go international. Okay, so you are actually a lot more in depth than I was was thinking. Well, I started Um, off with just five years. Yeah, five years to, like, very detailed, (laughs) their whole career path. Um, So kind of what you're describing with, like, be different for every group like what happens after one thing that I'm going to tell you about here in a second um the like when they get music and kind of what the structure of their albums are kind of depends so you have groups like Blackpink their first album came out um in October I think and before that they'd released I think too many albums and they'd already been on a world tour. Oh. So they went on a world tour with like four, like eight songs, eight original songs. Very interesting. Which um there was some backlash. Uh their company that they're from is YG and there's been some backlash on YG for not giving fair treatment to Blackpink. Um, which I think he definitely this year was like, oh, shoot, people are mad. Got to do something because they've had like three music videos come out this year and they got their first full album. Mm-hmm. And one of the members is supposed to like have a solo album come out this year. So he's doing a lot with them now. Yeah. Um, but the timeline. So... Um, People will audition. It's not just for the big three. Um, It's for any entertainment agency that does K-pop. They'll audition and then they get selected. And once they're selected, they become a trainee. So there's just like umbrella. There's like JYP trainees and YG trainees. And so they like are all working together. And then the company will be like, I am creating a new girl group. And then they'll start like picking from their trainees who they think should like go into a group. 
or sometimes they'll do solo Mm -hmm. artists. Um, So then they'll pick and the group will start working together. And some groups release pre-debut singles, which I think Blackpink did. I know Stray Kids did. So it's like a song to kind of generate some buzz around them. And then they'll officially start being K-pop idols with a debut. So it's like their first whatever. Um, Their first music that they put out. And then they, in Korea, they have like a lot of music shows that are also like competitions kind of. So like K-pop groups get wins based on like numbers of sales, number of like views on YouTube. It's based on a lot of different things, I'm pretty sure. Um, So it's really competitive. But once the group debuts, they start like going on all these shows and kind of start competing. Um, And then they'll just kind of do that over and over. They'll do comebacks and then they'll compete on the shows again and do all the shows again. And then they'll release another comeback and, you know, go on tours and like the stuff you said. Um, And then eventually they get old and they retire. And then a lot of them, at least that I've seen, like many of them will go solo after their group kind of disbands. So how long is the timeline? Well, it depends on the group because there's some groups, like there was this group called X1 who debuted last year, had like a monster track. It was really popular. And then they disbanded. Really? In their first year. Dang. Um, But then you have groups like BTS who have been performing since 2013. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of depends on the group. Or there's some groups that have, like, designated timelines. There's a group right now called Eyes One, and they debuted in, I think, 2018 or 2019. And then they're, like, set to disband next year. Interesting. Yeah. So then there's talk of, like, oh, will these girls join other groups? Or, like, will they become trainees in a different company? So the actual timeline of, like, how long a group is together just depends on the group. Gotcha. Okay. So my next question for you is, how do you think I got into K-pop? Well, you're very into, like, geography and stuff. Um, So I just feel like you like other cultures, so that's guess number one, just you being into other cultures. And you're also, like, into YouTube, and I feel like a lot of American people that are into YouTube, like, kind of found K-pop through YouTube. Um, but also, I don't know if this is true. Um, I just know that you also, like, had a lot of foreign exchange students at your school, so I don't know if there was a foreign exchange student that had an influence on it, but that's just, like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so um, actually, I would say that, like, I started getting into K-pop because of the foreign exchange student that we hosted. Wow. Um, She was really into Blackpink, and she had a song by another K-pop group as, like, her ringtone. Not her ringtone, her alarm that she woke up to. 
And so she kind of exposed me to K-pop at first, which I didn't like really get into when she like lived with us. But then the next year, um, BTS released Fake Love and I think 2018 or 2019. And it was on like Spotify, Today's Top Hits. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to it and being like, oh, this kind of pops off. And then there was just a couple other songs by like big K-pop artists that are kind of more mainstream that either came up on my YouTube recommended or um, I found through like Spotify because they were on today's top hits. So I started listening to like Blackpink and Twice and um, BTS. Also though, when our foreign exchange student was here, she got me really into Korean dramas. (laughs) So I was listening to the soundtracks from the dramas (laughs) (laughs) which um sometimes k-pop groups Mm -hmm. are the ones that are like singing in the soundtracks so that was another like way i think that's probably how i started getting recommended Mm k-pop by like youtube and spotify because they were like you listen to soundtracks in korean you might like the actual music music. (laughs) they're listening to over there (laughs) Um, so yeah, then, oh, I have, you can see on my Spotify, the switch from like me not really listening to K-pop to all she listens to is K-pop. <laughs> what year <laughs> did you start? That's, um, entitled, I've snapped and it's just K-pop. <laughs> what year did you start listening to K-pop? Um, I started really listening to K-pop in March of 2019. Oh, so, like, so, very, like, right before you went to college. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, um, like, it's been pretty recent, honestly, that I got into it. But I kind of, like, I got into it, and I, like, really got <laughs> yeah. into it. So, yeah, then I, like, started listening to all of it. like really got into groups and stuff pretty quick um so kind of jumping off of that what do you think is my favorite k-pop group stray kids (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) do you have any other ones that you think i'm like into blackpink my favorite group is stray kids which Um, I started listening to them the same time I started listening to all the other groups. I was just listening to like a playlist of K-pop and I really liked one of their songs, which I didn't realize at the time, but it like came out simultaneously to me starting to listen to Mm K-pop because I started listening to it in March Mm -hmm. and this song came out in March. (laughs) Um, And I really liked it. And then the song that they released before I also really liked I was like maybe I'll listen to more of their stuff maybe I I, really like this group yeah maybe I just like their music (laughs) um so I started listening to more of their music and then a big part of like k-pop fandom is watching 
their stage performances on the like shows, um, watching their music videos. Cause K-pop music videos, they're very intricate. <laughs> Some of them really go off. <laughs> Um, and then another like big part of K-pop fandom is learning the choreo to um, the songs. Each mm-hmm. song has like a specific choreo that goes with it. And so people will like learn. Some people learn so many choreos. I don't understand how they can keep all of them straight. Um but I've uh, definitely learned <laughs> a K-pop dancer too <laughs> in my day. That's so interesting that that is a part of the fandom, like learning the dances. Like I don't know, that's just very interesting to me. What <laughs> what two groups do you think have sparked a debate over who is paving the way for K-pop? BTS and Blackpink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, within K-pop, um, there's kind of, like I said, debate about who made K-pop popular and how is it becoming more popular in the West. And to me, I, I would say personally that BTS definitely paved the way for other groups because even Blackpink debuted in 2016 And so they're still on the newer side. So I'd say even they kind of followed in the tracks of BTS. And Blackpink is very popular here. They played Coachella and they have like a Netflix documentary. But I think they definitely benefited from BTS Mm -hmm. and their popularity. But the debate isn't actually as much between BTS and Blackpink as like the generation of k-pop groups that came before them and if they were the ones who actually like started to pop make k-pop more popular in the west which i don't know i've heard like some k-pop songs and like commercials and stuff that were from these groups but it to me just by no extent did they yeah. do the same thing that BTS has done? Before we get to the last part, which I will say I'm kind of the most excited about. <laughs> um, I did want to talk a little bit about kind of the um, not so great part of K-pop. Okay. Um, so what would you think would be like, issues well have you heard of any issues in k-pop um i don't well i just feel i maybe i have heard this before but just like with you breaking it down with how much k-pop like rules over there and how much is built around k-pop it just seems like there's probably a lot of overworking of these like idols and the people that are auditioning um i feel like there's probably been some issues with like that and just like the treatment of these groups of the people that are in them by these agencies yeah so that's definitely all correct um i'd say there's just constantly like some scandal or something that's happening in k-pop but 
Um, one of the big things I know is an issue with K-pop is like the health of yeah. idols because they are forced to keep such a specific image and that includes physically. So a lot of them go on very extreme diets and um, I mean, they exercise, but they're also like constantly practicing. So they're always like dancing and performing. Mm -hmm. um, so they're very overworked and like malnourished. And if they're not, if there's no one like watching over them and making sure they're properly being taken care of, there's been like different idols that have had to sit out of performances or there's been like a lot of mental health issues. There's been groups or idols that have like had to take time off for mental health, which clearly yeah, like if sense. anyone was under that duress, mm -hmm. they would have mental health issues. Um, but then there's also like the issues that come with the popularity of K-pop idols and how crazy K-pop stands are. Mm -hmm. And so there's, I mean, constantly like people who are trying to hunt them down and like, not like kill them, <laughs> but like find out where they are, yeah. find them and like do whatever. They're fans. Um, so there's like problems with that. Um, but there's definitely like a darker side to K-pop that is talked about within like the fandom. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're just like looking from the outside, you could just be like, oh, it's just like fun and cutesy and whatever. Um, but it's definitely difficult and they have such strict rules on mm -hmm. them. They like have um rules some of them have to sign contracts that they won't date while they're um part of their group oh my goodness. um I know someone just like had to leave a group because they were smoking and so they just had to like completely leave their group um so there's just <laughs> it's very particular yeah. and it's, it's kind of crazy what they have to go through and kind yeah. of how they like sign their lives away honestly that's to, what it sounds like mm -hmm, to do it um so yeah just wanted to highlight that make sure i kind of got that in there too because i think that's important to talk about when you're talking about k-pop but completely shifting from that um <laughs> just shifting onto something completely different I, earlier this week, sent you 10 K-pop songs that I wanted you to rank. It's kind of a random mixture. I do love all of these songs. These are all, like, very much repeats, and a lot of them are my top 10. Some of them, like, I put a BTS song in here because I was like, BTS has to be in here. Um, so it's kind of a mix. It's a mix of things, but I'm very intrigued to see how you ranked them and you've told me you have comments which i can't wait to hear <laughs> i will warn you i've listened to these songs once i did not sit around listening to them <laughs> none of them had that large of an effect on me 
Um, the ones you listen to them is honestly iconic. More than I thought. <laughs> I thought you'd just look at the names and be like, um. <laughs> no, I did listen to them. Okay, so number 10. I have Say My Name, which is by ATs. Is that how you say it? ATs? Mm-hmm. And my comment I simply just wrote no, period. I really did not like this song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I didn't know what AT's song to give you. AT's is one of my favorite groups. It's a top five group for me. Um, I didn't know what song. They have a song that I think is a little more like friendly to the ear. AT's is definitely a group you kind of have to get used to, to really enjoy Um but Say My Name was the first song I listened to from them. So I was like, that's the one I'll go with. But for you to simply say no. I did not enjoy it. my heart. I did not enjoy it in any way. That is all. I'm not crying, but I might be. <laughs> what is your number 10? Okay, so my number 10 is Burning Up Fire by BTS. Um This is my favorite BTS song. I went and I hunted. I was like, what's my favorite BTS song? There are a lot of songs by BTS I like. None of them really are like, like, this is the best song I've ever heard. They have good music. But a lot of groups have good music. So it's kind of hard to crack the top 10. Um, But Burning Up is my favorite song by them. And I do like it. I like RM, who's one of the rappers. I like his part in it. So. so for my number nine i have as if it's your last by blackpink and i was honestly okay when i first looked at the list i was surprised because i've heard like bet you wanna and yeah. ice cream both by blackpink and i don't hate those songs they both have okay. like an american cardi b and selena gomez so obviously i like those parts of it but i don't know I just, my only comment that I wrote for this one, I just wrote, meh, not my fave. I don't think I loved the beat of it. I think it just was a little bit, I don't know. I really do like Betuwana. I think that's a fun song. So I was surprised that Blackpink went this low because I was aware of them. But yeah. So um, I considered putting in like Dynamite and um, Betuwana. Because I knew those were kind of tame. They're all English. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to, like, skew the results Too easy. in any way. I respect that. So I was like, I have to give you genuine, like, bangers. Um, oh, that one hurt me. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. Um, that's my favorite Blackpink song. I love that song. Um, to me, what I really like about that one is that it's, like, Obviously, you haven't listened to their entire discography like I have, but it's very different from all of their other songs. They have two songs that I think really stick out from all their other ones, and it's that one and another song called Playing With Fire, and they really both go off. Um, So my number nine was Feel Special by Twice, and I didn't know, again, I didn't know which Twice song to put in here. It was between this and another song called Fancy. And I really like both of them. I think they're both really good. Um, but I just put this one lower because, again, it's not like... It just doesn't stand up to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. My number eight was Lullaby. And my comment that I have is I like the voices 
but I think the beat got kind of weird. I did like their voices, and when it started, I was like, oh, this is gonna be higher. But then, like, a random beat drop was kind of happening in the background, like, mm-hmm. while the songs, and I don't like that. It was hard for me to, like, groove to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what you're talking about, <laughs> and I can't think of it. I have learned the dance to this one, too, so I feel like I know the song pretty well. I don't know what the beat drop is, but it may not it's I, not it's not really like a beat drop they just have like another like i don't know like the beat the music starts and i'm like okay and then like they add on another music like another okay like, i can't beat. i think i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. okay so my eight was love scenario by icon which um i it's the first song on my like long k-pop playlist that i made um it's very good and that's all i have to say about it (laughs) (laughs) all right um my number seven was feel special um and my comment i made was meh good beat but very childish and that's kind of what i feel like is a lot of my thoughts Mm -hmm. about k-pop i'm like okay the beat it's nice beat but a lot of it just sounds like like it's for children. And I don't mean to offend. Oh my goodness. K-pop stands are going to have my neck if any of them listen to this. But yes. like, I don't know. It's just not my favorite. I know you won't. I really want you to watch like the videos for some of these songs. Because the the thing, the funny thing to me about you saying that that sounds like it's made for children is when that song came out everybody like all k-pop fans were like what a mature sound on twice like (laughs) this is them leveling up this is them not being cutesy anymore this is mature well Um, i can see still how you would think that um, I also I don't know what they're saying. So they could be saying some very prog. Like, well, I mean, it's a like it's a love song. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I feel like a lot of like K-pop, especially the girl groups, they kind of sing really high mm-hmm. and it kind of does give off that vibe. Yeah. Um, so my number seven was Say My Name by ATs, which I've already talked about when you brought it up um but I put it at number seven because that's where it fit for me it's good it again it just it, it doesn't stack up to the other ones here for me I do not like it <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to that at all my number six um I have shoot me and my comment is could be in a video game <laughs> <laughs> it gave me very much so video game vibes <laughs> Um, so now we're getting to the point where once we hit our top five, these songs all mean a lot to me. Um, but so shoot me was your six. I'll talk about it. I want to talk about that one more when I get to it. Okay. Um, so my number six was Psycho by Red Velvet. I love this song. When they came out with this song last December, I died. I... This song wasn't my top 10 songs for this year on Spotify. It's just chef's kiss. It's very beautiful and I love it. 
my number five was Burning Up Fire. Okay. Um, I wrote Good for Cycling. And I think you did send me this song when you okay. were trying to get me to add K-pop to my cycling playlist. <laughs> so I would concur. Yes. It would be. But, okay, what I will say, um, I did, I, st- I gave it number five. The rapping is also a little bit interesting for me. But then I was like, that's not fair for me to be like, I don't like the rapping because, like, I like rap when I can understand it. Like, I really did try not to, like, take points off because I didn't understand what they're saying. That's what's really hard for me also to get behind K-pop. I like to sing along with my music a lot. So it's really hard for me when I'm just, like, trying to vibe with it. Um, But, so... I just said that it'd be good for cycling. No BTS stands need to come for me. <laughs> I appreciated the the tune. <laughs> I will say on the language thing, because that is by far what people say to me the most when I'm like, you should try K-pop. And they're like, I can't understand what they're saying. Um, so the two things I do that I think help me with that is... Oftentimes, especially now, I get recommended YouTube videos as soon as a new song comes out, especially for groups I like. Um, They're subtitled so quickly. So I'll look at the subtitles and be like, I know the words now. Not the Korean ones, but I know what it means. And then once you listen to it a couple times, you pick up what they're saying in English, you sing that along with the song, and then whenever they sing slow... Or there's, like, a word you can kind of pick up on. I sing that, too. <laughs> just, like, random stuff. That is just simply a lot of work that I don't <laughs> want to have to put into when I'm listening to my music. And I'm so sorry to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I did send you this song uh, for your cycling. Mm-hmm. And you didn't seem interested at all at the time. So my number five... Which, again, now we're to the point, I care very deeply about these songs. (laughs) So my number five is Shoot Me by Day6. This, I like Day6. Um, I like the music they come out with. None of it's, like, groundbreaking for me. However, this song, every time I hear it, I get so excited. And, like, it's so good and I love it and there's just like I don't know they're also very different because um whereas most k-pop groups are just like like regular pop where they're not playing instruments day six is actually a band so they're all like also playing the instruments and stuff which is different Mm -hmm. um I don't know what it is about shoot me this one is like very much a level up for day six I feel like it's maybe not timeless. Like, I feel like later it will sound kind of dated, but it's definitely like a, just a really good track. Respect. <laughs> My number four was Egotistic. And mm-hmm. I said, not terrible, fun beat. I like their voices a lot. And I feel like this song would be super fun to dance in a club to. Okay. Um, so my number four was also egotistic. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I sent you the video of me doing this dance, but I also learned this one um, over Christmas break last year. And I might have sent it to our other friend, Caitlin. 
because uh, I know somebody saw it. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so this is by Mama Moo, which is one of my favorite groups. Their songs, they only release bangers. They're just <laughs> so good. I love Mama Moo, and this song, like, there's just something about it. I'd also um, recommend that you watch the video because especially the video for this one, it's like Latin. Yeah. Like dancing around in silk and stuff. That's oh what I gosh. like liked about this song is it, it sounded Latin to me. And mm-hmm. something about that, it took me just to like a club in Miami. <laughs> and yes. that's, I was like, I could be dancing. <laughs> like That's just what I was thinking about when I was listening to this song. It's such a good song to dance to. And if you read the lyrics like the subtitles for the lyrics. It's also very much, it's like a girl track of like, I don't need no man Mm. type of vibes as well. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Okay. My number three was Psycho. (laughs) I know I said I wasn't going to touch on like the language thing, Uh but my note here is, Points for me being able to sing Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so So. their chorus really just is, got me feeling like a psycho. Yeah, (laughs) and I I could sing along with that, so I respected it. (laughs) Um, I totally respect that being your number three. It's very, it's a good song. Um, So my number three was As If It's Your Last by Blackpink. I already went off about how much I love this song, but I love it. (laughs) And the video, the video is so fun. I think probably what I really do like about this song is that it's so different for Blackpink. And it's, it's just really fun. So. Very nice. My number two was Backdoor. And I said, nice voices and fun beat in parentheses again, would be really good for cycling. Teehee. <laughs> okay, so Backdoor was also my number two. Wow. Um, which you can tell my list isn't, it isn't biased because I put Stray Kids at number two. <laughs> um, this is their most recent song, and it's really hard for me to say that this one's my favorite because it's like, it is their most recent. So I'm like, am I just not sick of it yet? But I love this song. Also, I thought you would vibe with the line, I need more caffeine, (laughs) Um, which I vibe to. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's all their songs are like very, like pump up. You could listen to, listen to it while you work out. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was something about this song I really liked. So a lot of Stray Kids songs can kind of, feel very like rap heavy or like their vocalists aren't really getting the attention they deserve Mm -hmm. but I felt like this song really blended well both like vocals and the rap I liked the like I thought they sounded good Mm -hmm. um that what you said about like they have good music to work out too I will say that k-pop like I do think I like the beats of um Mm -hmm. some of their songs so like some of them um you know when you're working out you don't really need to be singing along particularly Mm -hmm. so maybe i'll try to give (laughs) k-pop we'll see 
All right. My number one song was Love Scenario. And I said, really like the beat. (laughs) (laughs) And this was like one of the earlier songs that I listened to. I think it was like the second one on your list or something. Um, Yeah, it was. And the way that I made my list was like, just if any song would beat the other one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so no song beat that one out. Um, I don't know why. I just liked it the most. I really don't have much of an explanation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. I think a Love Scenario is a very good song. I think it's also just one, again, if you read the lyrics, it's like very relatable and nice. And I think it's also one that's like, easier to listen to it sounds a little more western than some of the other ones Mm -hmm. i think um and it's just kind of an easy listener it's not too complicated there's not too much going on yeah i respect that love scenario could have gone higher for me i won't lie but my number one song of all k-pop songs it has to be idol by bts featuring Nicki Minaj and I was a little upset that this did not make your list because Mm -hmm. you told me to put the song on my cycling playlist and I did and it still is on there after the whole semester um I really enjoy that one doing some sprints on your bike to that song is very beautiful um 10 out of 10 recommend and that's all that I wanted to say about k-pop songs (laughs) I will say nothing gets me more hype in a cycling class than when I hear Idol come on. Immediately my reps go up like 10 to 20 reps per minute. It's I'm so good. Cranking them out. It's very nice. Um, no, I, I didn't put Idol on there because I was It'd like, be my easy. <laughs> she'll just immediately put that as number one. Yeah. Can't have it. Yeah. Well. So my number one was Lullaby by GOT7. I, this song, it's, I like GOT7, but a lot of their songs for me sound very basic for K-pop. And some of their songs, something about the vocals on them, I don't love. They just released a song that I might like more than Lullaby. Give it a couple more listens. It's so good. Um, but Lullaby is a song that's very different for GOT7, and it's just something about it I love. I love the beginning with, like, the cricket noises, and just, it's so fun and upbeat, and it's so nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I always go back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so now I recommend... For anybody listening, uh, go give these songs a listen. We'll make a nice little playlist that we can share with yeah. a Spotify playlist or and Apple, because I'll make it on Apple and Kara can make it on Spotify and we can share it. So if any of our listeners are interested in hearing any of these songs, they can take a little listen and see if you yeah. agree with me or Kara more about K-pop. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. I think... As much as it's fun to listen to Katie and I sit here and rattle on about these 10 K-pop songs, 
I think to really enjoy what just happened, you might need to listen. To yeah. <laughs> so since this week, Kara got to share with me a lot about her love for K-pop, and we really dove in for quite some time on it. <laughs> um, next week, I'm going to take the reins a little bit and talk about something, um, a music genre, if you will, that means a lot to me personally, and that is boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk a little bit more about boy bands, um, my personal favorites, um, in K-pop terms, who my idols, or not idols, my um, bias Hi. and whatnot. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to hear about that, make sure you tune in next week. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Different States of Mind podcast. Be sure to tune in every Friday for new episodes. And as always, remember to be open to whatever comes next. See you next week.